0: In his song, Glory Days, Bruce Springsteen runs into an old friend as he's walking into a bar. They go back inside to share a few drinks and catch up. But this friend, who back in school was a very accomplished baseball player, just keeps talking about the past. What Springsteen calls the glory days, the old times, the remember whens. In the second verse of the song, he's hanging out with a friend he knew back in high school. Now divorced from her husband, her looks apparently faded. Over drinks, she tells him that when she feels like crying, it's remembering the glory days, back when she could, quote, turn all the boys' heads that cheers her up. That conversation, like the first one, never moves beyond talking about the past And finally, the songwriter reflects on himself in the final verse of the song. He says, think I'm going down to the well tonight and I'm going to drink till I get my fill. And I hope when I get old, I don't sit around thinking about it, but I probably will. Yeah, just sitting back, trying to recapture a little of the glory of, well, time slips away and leaves you with nothing, mister, but boring stories of glory days. It probably sounds better when Springsteen sings it, but I love this song in the same way that I love Billy Joel's Piano Man. Both are tremendously sad to me. Songs filled with a longing for what never was or what was and will never likely be again. They are cautionary tales about the dangers of not moving forward when you still have time to do so. Warnings against being tripped up by looking backwards and not living in the present. Springsteen's Glory Days is about the sadness of living in and longing for the past and the paralyzing and stagnating effect of resting on our laurels. What's that got to do with you and your creative life? I'm David Duchemin. This is episode 67 of A Beautiful Anarchy. Let's talk about it. In ancient Greece, winners of the pre-Olympic Pythian Games were given wreaths of laurel leaves in roughly the same way today's Olympians might have been given medals. The tradition continued into the Olympic Games and was later adopted by the Romans, who presented laurels to commanders that won significant military victories. Laurels were trophies, tangible reminders of accomplishment and success. Even today, we have Nobel laureates and poet laureates, a laureate being one who is crowned with laurel, though it's been a while since those laurels were anything but symbolic. To rest on those laurels, to stop there as if we've hit a pinnacle in our lives, is to not move forward. And that's a problem, because life and our creative efforts to engage it and fully inhabit the moments of which it is made always moves forward And when we fail to keep up, I think we lose our place in time. If the last episode of A Beautiful Anarchy was about failing to move on from past failures and choosing not to get stuck when it all goes wrong, then this episode is about the dangers of camping out on past successes and getting sidelined when everything goes right, both of which result in inertia, repetition, and the absence of flow. The people in Springsteen's Glory Days got stuck in the past. They don't talk about what's going on in their lives now. There are no current love stories, no recent baseball games. Reminiscing about what was has replaced what might have been the daily business of getting on with their lives because one assumed they peaked too early or they think they did, like that guy in Brian Adams' song The Summer of 69. Looking back on the days when he was a high school kid with a guitar, falling in love for the first time, and now looking back, he sees those days long in the past as the best days of his life. I hear that song, and I always want to say that was it brian it I mean it never got better than that. What a waste I know these are just songs, and it could be there more about the feeling that life never got better than it was in those carefree younger years. But there's a reason they resonate, isn't there? Some very real fear that echoes back at us and whispers, what if this is as good as it gets? What if it never gets better than that? What if I've written my last good book? What if I've made my last good photograph? What if the next album is just the first step on what Lester Bangs in the movie Almost Famous calls the long journey to the middle? The trouble is, the strength we need to cling to those past victories is the same energy we would otherwise need in order to move on. And we've got to let go of the one before we move forward into the other. That's not to say we need to forget them or that there isn't something really powerful in nostalgia and the warm golden glow that surrounds the best of our memories It's just that the creativity we expend in the retelling of those stories is energy that's unavailable to us for creating new ones. Stories of glory days, when we believe them ourselves, encourage safety and discourage risk. They tell the story in reverse, beginning with the accomplishment of celebrated work and working backwards from there, making every step just an inevitability, none of them carrying any real risk. Because when you know the end of the story, that the hero does prevail, there's no real tension or fear that, you know, this time it might all go off the rails. When you know that it all works out in the end, then the question, what's the worst that can happen, is really not much more than rhetorical. Past successes have a way of making us crane our necks to look over our shoulders and rewrite our narratives into something more simple than it ever was at the time. They give us something profoundly unfair against which to compare our current efforts and our current results. Not just because current efforts always feel so much harder than what we did in the past, but because when we do manage to do or to make something great, It raises unfair expectations about the next thing, the one with which we're currently struggling, stuck in the messy middle, when the last thing we need is to be sidetracked with thoughts of how much easier the work once was, how much more inspired it once felt, or to carry into our current work the very understandable temptation to repeat ourselves. Going in circles is not moving forward, it's just moving And when we repeat ourselves and remain camped out in one place, as Springsteen sings it, just sitting back, trying to recapture a little of the glory, we get numb to the fact that glory fades, or it has diminishing returns, leaving us not with glory or anything that made those memories or accomplishments glorious in the first place, the risk, the possibility that it could just all go wrong, and the way we fought so hard just to pull it off It leaves us instead, as Springsteen so achingly puts it, with nothing, mister, but boring stories of glory days. You're not the only one who looks back into the past for some sign that if you pulled it off then, you might just be able to do it again. You did work in the past that mattered and made you proud and gave you some proof that you might just be getting somewhere in your efforts, creative or otherwise. But when the thing that once gave us hope that we were getting somewhere becomes the thing that keeps you from going any further, from moving beyond, it is time to apply our efforts to something more creative than the polishing of trophies. Einstein said the definition of insanity is repeating the same steps, expecting to get different results. But isn't it just as crazy to keep repeating the same steps in hopes of getting the same results? rather than trying something new and forging ahead into the unknown and the what-if. Creativity is a forward-moving impulse. It's not the stuff of box sets reissuing past hits in newer packaging and slightly different versions of what once worked. Creativity doesn't live in the past, no matter how good it was. It lives in the present. It moves forward. It moves toward whom we are becoming and pulls us along in its wake. It responds to current problems, hungers, and curiosities. It moves into new territory rather than setting up shop and redrawing the same maps of a place we know all too well and in which there is nothing new to discover. There is a difference between celebrating past victories and camping out on them. A difference between resting on our laurels and standing upon them to reach forward into whatever is next. I think this is why so many truly creative people don't fuss about the imitators. They know that by the time others get around to copying what has worked for them, that they will already have moved on to the next challenge. They know that their best, most engaging, and most authentic work is still ahead of them, far out of reach of anyone grasping for a piece of what has already been done and hoping to find within it some secondhand glory. To be an artist, a maker, or creator is to always be making. It is to live a life in which we delight in and find meaning in the process of making a thing, not merely the having made it. We make because we need to make now fully engaged not because we really need the thing that is being made we make because we know the real glory isn't in the trophies or the accolades it's not in the praise that may or may not come this time around but in the effort to become the kind of person that could make the thing for which we might one day win those accolades in the first place it is in knowing that our best work is not behind us but ahead of us, and that the real glory, the prize that most excites us, isn't in our past or even our latest work, but in discovering and making what comes next. Thank you so much for joining me again and for giving me the astonishing privilege of being part of your creative life. Hey, if this podcast makes a difference for you, if it's important to you at all, can I ask you to share it with others? Just point them to a com, and they'll find their way from there. And if this podcast is new to you, you'll find that it takes a short break every four weeks when I send out a new issue of On The Make, which is like a written episode of this podcast sent to your inbox every fourth Sunday morning. If you're not already getting it, but you'd like to, just go to startuglybook.com, scroll to the bottom, and let me know where to send it. Once a month, I'll draw the name of one listener to whom I will send a signed copy of A Beautiful Anarchy, the book that started all of this, as a thank you for listening. And if you ever want to do more than listen and you've got something to tell me, you can get me anytime at talkback at a Thank you again for being here. We'll talk soon. In the meantime, go make something beautiful.